And so I'm going to start with this issue, this particular episode. I'm going to start with uh, an experience I had in a movie theater about 15 years ago. And uh, many of you probably saw this movie. It was Mel Gibson's movie, The Passion of the Christ. Oh, yeah. Good one. And uh, I was watching. I could I could almost show you the seat where I was sitting in the theater in Bloomington because it was this it was that profound for me. And it wasn't necessarily the whole movie, although I liked it. But there's a certain part of the movie, and if you've seen it, you know it's pretty graphic in terms of the oh, yeah. suffering Jesus had right. to go through. The whipping and the blood, and it, it, it's you, you kind of squirm in your seat. And then it got to the point on the cross where he was uh, dying, and then he utters out the words, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And again, keep in mind, we had been watching in the theater probably a half hour or so of him being tortured and bruised and bloodied and beaten. And I, when he said that in the movie, and I, I know this story. I've read the Bible hundreds of times. I knew this. I knew he said that. But when I watched it on the screen after seeing the torture and the suffering he had endured, and he says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. I literally whispered out loud to myself in my seat. Nobody else could hear me, but I, I, I had to do it out loud. My response was, how in the hell can he say that? <laughs> I mean, wow, Matt, that is, um, I get your point, but that's kind of a strong language, especially from a pastor. It, but. It, it is strong and it's shocking. And I remember in the movie theater, it shocked me when I said it, but I remember thinking what was shocking was that Jesus could actually say that from the cross. And that was just the first thing that came out of my mouth and must have come out right. deep inside of me because it was a shocking statement that Jesus Sometimes, made. Sometimes those words fit. And that's not they? how I normally no. talk. I don't normally say it that <laughs> no. way. But it was so shocking to me when I realized the, the the depth of what Jesus was saying when he was forgiving them in the midst of being tortured. Right. Maybe we ought to tell your mom yeah. ahead of time. But anyway. I'll tell my mom ahead of time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, all right. So uh, back on track. Because I thought, who does that? Because we think forgiveness is hard if we forgive five months after the fact. Or I can forgive my wife a day later, but I need to steam about it for a, for a day. Jesus was forgiving them and the torture wasn't even over yet. And it was so intense. And I thought, who does that? Who forgives like that? And it made me see Jesus in a whole new light. I thought, this is totally upstream. Nobody, we have a hard time forgiving things that happened to us years ago. He's getting tortured, brutalized in the middle of it. And he says, forgive them, they don't know what they're doing. And in, in that moment, I realized the forgiveness that Jesus talks about, it is not at all weakness. That's that's strength. And I walked out of that theater thinking, how do I be that kind of a strong person? How do I have that kind of strength to forgive? And I immediately started thinking about people in my life that I was having a hard time. And I'm doing air, air, <laughs> air quotes, quotes. Yeah. Hard time <laughs> forgiving. And I thought how trivial was my forgiveness. And I thought if Jesus can forgive in that situation, and the Bible tells me a spirit's in me. I can forgive. And I need, and it made me realize there's no one like Jesus because forgiveness of that nature, as far as I know, does not exist in any of the world religion. And it made Jesus stand out once again as an incredibly unique, powerful, and dangerous person because he forgives. But you don't understand, Matt. We live in 2020. Okay, Jesus never drove a car around 465, okay? He didn't have to live in Bloomington, Indiana. It's not possible 
to live that kind of life where you can forgive people. I mean, when somebody cuts you off in traffic, right? You, I mean, in your mind, like you said, you said underneath your breath, you know, how in the hell can you, you're flipping people off, you know, and you just, how can you forgive? We've got marriages better than 50% that are at war, mostly in the church, these people are fighting. We have all kinds of things. We got political unrest. It's not possible. Well, now, you know, I'm being facetious. No, you get, it's, I get it's that, not but. possible, too. And people say, you don't know what this person did to me. Correct. 20 years you ago. have no idea. If you knew that, you'd understand. I mean, I've had somebody actually stop coming to our church, and I, I heard from them later because you were talking about forgiveness one Sunday, and I thought, I cannot forgive this person, X person. Right. This is not for me. And it made me just think forgiveness is such a powerful part of the message of Jesus. It is a totally upstream message because our, me- our our culture doesn't say forgive. Our culture says just kind of forget it happened and go on with life. But we, we keep that stuff stored inside. But, but the kind of forgiveness Jesus offered, and he even says, forgive those who persecute you. Forg- forgiveness just was, he, he oozed that. And so when he does it on the cross in that situation, I thought... I dare anybody to show me any clip, any reality situation, any historical moment that the that the human a human person, and we believe Jesus was God as well, of course, but had more strength in that moment. That was a powerful, strong moment that has to be induced by spiritual power from the outside of us. So it made me realize, okay, this person, I walked away from the theater thinking, I've had a hard time forgiving that person. And I, I just said, Jesus, I, I need your spirit. Because I want to forgive that person. I want the kind of strength I just saw on the screen. Yeah, but it's just easier just to unfriend them on Facebook and not deal with. <laughs> no, I'm serious. You just if you if you know if you don't deal with it on a daily basis where you're seeing their stuff and you don't think about them, then really in reality, Matt, you've forgiven them because you're not harboring angry feelings all the time. So you, in essence, you've forgiven them. If you're not constantly thinking ill thoughts, that's forgiveness, isn't but I, it? I, it? It's not because you're still harboring the poison in your soul. But it's not affecting them. I'm not hurting them. I'm it, just it's it's probably affecting you it's probably affecting your wife your kids people you work with because you're carrying that spirit of bitterness with you but you've 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 normalized it and you've maybe sugarcoated it but it's still there's a bitterness in you that because of that hurt that was probably a very legitimate painful hurt but you still have legitimized i'm just not going to deal with it because we tend to think if i can we tend to think forgiveness is just what you said well right. i just don't need, but Jesus goes a different forgiveness according to Jesus is you actually do something for the person. He's praying for them and this forgive them. He's asking God to forgive them. You know, do good to those who hurt you, forgive those who persecute you. Jesus isn't just arguing for be neutral. He's saying, no, you need to bless the person who's hurt you. So it's one thing you're saying we got, we got a twofold thing going on here. If, if, if I'm angry at somebody and they've done something to me, that's just hideous and I can't let go of it. And actually I want recompense. I I want them to pay for what they did to me. So even if I get to the point where I say, okay, you don't, I'll just let it go. I don't want you. I don't want revenge on you anymore. You're saying that kind of forgiveness is not good enough. No, not getting revenge is not forgiveness. Forgiveness. Well, it's it's a forgiveness in, in the way we understand it. In the spirit of how Jesus understands forgiveness, it is not forgiveness. Because according to Jesus, forgiveness is you need to bless the person. So that's you. not enough for me to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm not going to unfriend them. I'm not going to wish that a storm would wipe out their house. In fact, I need to go out of my way to show them 
that I forget and, and do something else. I don't know. You need to show them because it could be this. It could be such that the the hurt is so heinous and their willingness to deal with it is so blocked. But what you do with it is your responsibility. And whether you even ask God to bless them, to, you may not be able to do it. Because again, we're not. I'm not arguing for uh, a simple forgiveness because. When I see Jesus on the cross after being beaten, and many of you who are listening, and I know for Mike and myself, we've had situations that we're like, that was a really hard situation. Please don't tell me to pretend like it never happened. Because it did happen, and it hurt. Yes. And it hurt deeply. So we're not pretending that it didn't happen. But when Jesus says, you know, to bless and forgive those who's hurt you, um, maybe it's as simple as I, there was one situation where I felt like God wanted me to say out loud, pray out loud by myself, and I'll just say the person's name was Tony. I felt like God wanted me to pray out loud, God, I I forgive Tony. Well, I thought I can do that. And I, but as I'm doing it out loud in that room by myself, I said, God, I forgive. God, I forgive. God, I, I don't want to <laughs> yeah. say it, God, because I don't want to forgive Tony. But then I finally said, God, I forgive Tony. And God, and by saying that, I'm asking you to bless Tony and draw him closer to yourself. I want good for Tony. Because I think there is, I think there is, Matt, a, a play, because Tony might not even know he's done something. He might, yeah. but he might not. And to that Oh, point, he does. Okay. <laughs> but until you get to the point where you don't want revenge, you don't want recompense, that is forgiveness. Okay, but here's the thing. Even if they do know, and so now they're not afraid to come around you anymore. They're happy to see you and you can be, you know, friends on Facebook. There's still something internally you can fake till you make. Am I right? And yeah, where's and the, how's that, how's that forgiveness? I mean, did Jesus really forgive these people who's on the cross or is he just saying this so everybody can go, oh, wow, Jesus was really cool. He didn't really forgive them. He's just saying it, you know. I think in the situation Jesus was in and the incredible pain and torture he was going through, he had, there was nothing in him that would fake anything at that point. Right. So it had to be from the deepest part of who he was that he was, because he actually was a prayer. He didn't just say to those people, I forgive you. He said, God, forgive them. He's asking God. He's praying to God, God, forgive them, bring blessing to their life. And it reminds me too, another story is the same thing as in Acts chapter seven, where uh, one of the early deacons, Stephen, Stephen yeah. was sharing the gospel with some of the uh, teachers of the law and the kind of the hard hearted Jewish uh, leaders. And they got so mad at Stephen, they st- started stoning him to death. So again, you think about rocks, big stones hitting and killing him and he's dying. And his last recorded words of scripture are, Father, don't hold this sin against them. And it's like, wow, who does that? Where do you get that kind of strength? Because I'm thinking, God, get them. Retribution, get them. But Stephen looks to heaven, he says, don't hold this against them. He's interceding on their behalf why they are throwing rocks and killing him. And it's like, who does that? Where do you get that kind of strength? And my the only conclusion we can come to, it only comes from this guy named Jesus who offers supernatural power through the power of his spirit in our lives. Because those two stories alone, uh, Jesus on the cross, and I'm sure Stephen was kind of mimicking the spirit of what he saw in Jesus, not mimicking in a fake way, but he was actually embodied that way with the spirit of Jesus. That's that's the gospel. That That's the power of forgiveness and the question again is where do you get that kind of strength that sure is not weakness it's not weakness to say ask god to forgive somebody we think it is sometimes it's not 
in the year 2020, here we are. Again, we've got all this unrest that's going on in the latter part of our our nation with the COVID. You've got people that, um, you know, mask, no mask. We've got um, people on the left side of the political spectrum, people on the right side of the political political spectrum. There's war. You got you got the same divisions in church. You got people. Yeah. That, okay. There has been a lot of tensions. If you just read the stats, Matt, there is there is divisions that's gone in families and in the churches totally. and all. The, okay, this is again. This is all nice and good, and the forgiveness is. It sounds great on a Hallmark card. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> and you're signing the bomb. I forgive you, and it's like nothing says you know. I forgive yeah, you yeah, like yeah. Hallmark. Yeah, yeah. Is this really possible? Now, I, I want people to understand. I'm not a complete moron. I'm, 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 I'm asking these questions. You know, I'm the antagonist here. Yeah, yeah. Matt, but I know there's people sitting here listening to this podcast or saying, I'm not there. Matt, I'm not there. And right now, the status quo is easy for me to go on. It's, it's easy for me just to ignore it and unfriend them, not talk about it, turn off the news. At some point in time, Matt, like you said, internally, this is going to eat you alive. How do I get there? I need a roadmap to get to where Stephen was when someone is persecuting me, throwing rocks at me. And we have these insults and rocks that are coming, maybe not physical rocks, but they're definitely coming insults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Facebook rocks. Facebook rocks. Yeah. Matt, how do you get there? Well, I will say how you don't get there. You don't get there by willpower. You don't get there by gritting your teeth. You don't get there by offering your forgiveness with a strained, I forgive you. You, you get there only, only, only uh, by having just this real and hard conversation with Jesus. Like, I, I want to forgive like you forgave Jesus. I need your spirit in me. And he may ask you to do things. Like in my case, he wanted me to speak my forgiveness out loud right. just for my own ears to hear. Yes. Another situation, he wanted me to send somebody a anonymous gift card because it was my money going to somebody who had hurt me. And I did not send them White <laughs> Castle to get back at them. I sent them a nice restaurant gift card. But God will often ask you to do very practical but very hard things not as a penance for your forgiveness. No, no. But it sets your heart free. When yes. I put the gift card in the mail to this person one time, something in my heart felt free. Yes. When I finally could say out loud, God, I forgive Tony. I love Tony. Would you bless his life? Something in me starts freeing up and I'm not I'm not chained up by the anger and the bitterness and the revenge anymore. But that only is by the spirit of Jesus in you. So it's not a it's not a grit your teeth. And in this situation today with, you know, mass, no mass, Biden, Trump, whatever, black whatever lives it matter, is. all yeah. lives matter, yeah. whatever it is. Um, I, I'm, I'm reminded of the, the tail end when Jesus said, Father, forgive them. He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And I have, essentially, Jesus is saying, Sometimes you need to forgive somebody. You will need to forgive somebody. They didn't really know what they were doing. And when I hurt somebody, I don't really know what I'm doing. And it's, it's, but it's, it's a, it's a graciousness and mercy that comes from the heart of God um, to, to treat people. I, I had, a, I had somebody want to have lunch with me recently and they actually said they wanted to ask for my forgiveness for something. And it was a real hurt and it was legitimate. And my response was, you know what? Um, neither one of us knew what we were doing in that situation. So I forgive you if you forgive me because yeah. 
and I referenced the words of Jesus, we didn't know what we were doing. And again, you might say, or somebody might say, this person who hurt me knew really well what they were doing to me. So do the people who were killing Jesus, so do yeah. the people who were stoning Stephen. But if you believe there is a supernatural force that can enter into your human spirit for you to offer the strong strength of forgiveness, that's the heart of Christianity. Either it's true or it's not true. If we don't get supernatural resources from Jesus, then yeah, you're on your own to forgive and good luck with that. Yeah. But if we believe there's a supernatural source of the Holy Spirit being poured into us, and we have to invite it. Jesus won't force us to forgive somebody. We have to invite and welcome. And that's why I said he may be in, it may be in small suggestions like praying for the person. Going to the person and saying, I forgive you to their face usually isn't a good idea, especially if they don't think that hurts you or they don't. Yeah. But God will ask you to do things that will help that forgiveness come to full. It's not one of my one of my mentors once said to me, forgiveness is not an event. It's a process. I was getting ready to say there's no magic pill. Yeah, there's right. no. But you have to start the process yes. and do the things that Jesus asked you to do that begin that are part of that process of forgiveness. And then your heart becomes free and strong. We think, we think if I forgive, my heart becomes weak and dilapidated, dilapidated. <laughs> but it becomes strong and it becomes full of grace and goodness toward others. Amen. All right. Well, great topic, great practical application, definitely against the uh, status quo and going upstream. All right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Hope to talk to you next time. See you on Upstream. <laughs>